Blog Talk Radio. another week. That's all I'm going to say. We've made it through another week of shows. Uh, what? Monday night? What? Tuesday night? <laughs> what? Thursday night? Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. No. This is an extended week because we got a bonus show on Saturday. Yes. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The annual anti-Valentine's Day show hosted by yours truly and your girl Susie P. Newton from Saved and Sexy Radio will be here with me to set it off. Yes, the anti-Valentine's Day show. So make sure that you, you know, stop by. Let me talk to some millennials. Top of the hour, 8 p.m. Um, they kind of, you know, talk to us about their feelings about love and relationships and you know, how they're coping throughout the pandemic, you know, really can't get out and, and you know, um, do what they would normally be doing, you know, on the weekends and, and whatever. And, and, and so, you know, I know that the pandemic has affected the youth a great deal. And so, um, you know, we're going to have some females uh, come through and, and talk to us about what they've gone through um, just in their, you know, young, young, very young lives, you know, talk about dating and all that good stuff. And then we're going to have some older gentlemen stop by and counter their conversation. All right? Big up to my boy John over there in Cali with his uh, code red right here. I see you, John. I see you. I see you. By the way, of the DMV. Yes, I see you. I thought of numbers. I did. I did. Um, Next week, guys, what do we have next week? Nels? Nels, out of Cali, too. By way of New York? Yeah, over there in Cali. Nels will be here Monday for that 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then on Tuesday, yo, we traveling again. We're going back across the water. Our um, our melodic rock trio, Pressure, coming back. They got a brand new hit. She's dropping on, um, I want to say it's the 18th or the 19th. Uh, either the 18th or the 19th, that track is dropping. But we're going to debut it here first on Indie Fire next, um, what did I say, Monday, Tuesday? Get my calendar, guys. Tuesday, next Tuesday, the 16th. And then on Thursday, the 18th, um, rock and roll, 
hip hop. <laughs> no, not hip hop. Heavy metal. Rock and roll heavy metal band. Hydrogen. Yes, it's going to be here. Billboard. Tot. Happen. Ben, Hydrogen is going to be here. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to have him here as well. Yo, did you catch the episode on Tuesday with um, Jeff Carlson of Jeff Carlson Band? Yo, been on stage with Frank uh, Cannon from um, Tesla. Oh, crazy, crazy episode. Make sure you check that out. It's available on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio. Yeah, get into that episode, yo. It was crazy. It was crazy. So, guys, if you cannot make them all, please, please, please do not miss them all. All shows, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, except for this coming Saturday show. That's 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Shout out to my boy Mellow Makes Music in the background right there with that disposable. I mean, I don't think he's playing that, but that's my boy. That's my dude right there. I love Mellow Makes Music. I do. I do. I do. I do. Um, I'm just waiting on my guest for the evening. I had a brief conversation with him. I mean, very brief. On IG, you need the number again, my dude? 929-477-1320. Tap in, like, really quickly, because Nakia, your girl, is mad tired. I can catch a good nap, like, right now. <laughs> right now. Shout out to my girl, uh, Shanice Rachel. She's clocking me in the background. I'm hip-hop artist out of Philly. Right there. Um, yeah, I want to say she was our 2019 um, Best Female Hip Hop. Yeah, yeah, Best Female Hip Hop Song Winner. I want to say it was this track right here, too, Clocking Me. Yeah, so shout out to Shanice Rachel. Um, let me go ahead and run down this bio really quickly. Born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio, but currently residing in Atlanta, Georgia. Devontae Nichols, also known as V. Cole, has been writing his entire life. V. started writing professionally in 2019. He penned his first book series, Love Isn't Free, Dirty Intentions. V. started writing urban fiction novels, but wanted to create something that was more to the heart and decided to write urban LGBTQ plus in particular because there aren't too many books out discussing the black gay Hmm. Y'all know I'm ready to tap into this, right? I'm ready to pick his brain. Yo, I'm ready to pick his brain. We know all about urban fiction, right? Because we've had plenty of authors on the show who uh, write in that genre. But um, to really have this subgenre under urban fiction, so to speak, you know, that, that's new for us on the show. And um, when I first read the bio, you know, I kind of thought, um, you know, most of the time, as as musicians and artists do, they tend to write from an experience or from a place that they know of. Uh, but when it comes to, to writers and when it comes to authors, you know, they do a lot of research. And, you know, at first when I read his bio, I thought, okay, so, you know, maybe that's what he does. Maybe he just... Um, Maybe that's what he does. He does a lot of research and, you know, he gathers his materials and um, kind of plays seek and find and gets the information, that, you know, that he needs. But then I dug a little deeper into this bio, you know what I'm saying, and, and he, he wanted to create something that was more the heart. All right, so, um, assuming, you know, I'm going to be talking to a gentleman who is, is really writing. 
um, from from ex- an experience that he knows all about, you know. And so I want to pick his brain and talk about the experience, you know, firsthand. You're writing from firsthand experiences, and so seeing this juicy, juicy cover of um, this, this this latest book. Uh, no, I'm sorry, it's not his latest book because I think he has a collaboration that came after you know, the book that we're going to talk about this evening, but uh, just seeing how racy this, this cover is and then um, the name of the book. Yeah, I want to get into it. I definitely want to get into it. So um, hopefully he'll join us, you know, really soon and we can talk about that from, you know, just from his perspective um, as, you know, a male, as a male author and then a male writing from that um, perspective as well. While we're waiting on him, I do want to get into this uh, track really quickly. Hopefully, guys, on the next show, which is Saturday, the 13th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to have our brand new intro music. Because I don't know if you heard it, but I don't miss nothing. I I heard I heard Smooth Criminal. I heard it skip. Did you guys hear it? Smooth Criminal is probably like, look, I'm tired. I'm tired. I've been, I've been doing this in and out. For the past year, I'm tired, all right? <laughs> so hopefully on Saturday, I talked to his manager before the show, and um, I actually talked to him earlier this week, and it, the song was in, you know, he was mixing and mastering the intro. And I'm like, my dude, it's not that serious. It really isn't. I appreciate the fact that he's investing so much time and energy in a minute and 30 seconds just for this intro. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody else would be like, yeah. You know, I get to listen to it, and they just be like, you know, put the final touches on it or whatever. But, you know, he's going on in, and I haven't heard anything. I'm going to get it once it's mixed and mastered, you know. So, but I know it's going to be it's gonna be fabulous. It really is going to be fabulous because it's Cannon Ross, you know what I'm saying? Cannon Ross, our 2020 Best Male Hip-Hop Song winner. So I know it's going to be amazing. All right, but let me go ahead and give you Flip right here, his latest track. Y'all get into this. Yo, especially this second verse. Why don't you go in on this second verse, all right? This right here is Flip.
tip or two. Hippie who tickle you. Haters make me giggle too. Drip a drool, baby boo. When I get a hold of you, kissy poo. Not for me, I'm making my paper move. Liquor bruise, turn it up. You know how we gonna do. Game crew, selling drugs. There's some things we not into. Know some blue, know some red, but no, I am not Peru. I say to myself, I know how to get it popping too. Popping, popping, popping. Don't believe me, then you pity fool. Dick up, jack up, peppers. I get hotter than. You make the power on flip, turn, twist. Just make sure you multiply your. Guys, tell me what you think. We've been playing, I don't know, a month now. You know, it's in rotation on New Music Mondays. And again, Cannon will be um, submitting our new intro song. Uh, His manager said we're going to get it on Friday. So hopefully, like I said, on Saturday, on the anti-Valentine's Day show, you're going to hear the intro. You guys are going to hear it when I hear it. I'm so excited. Uh, to, to debut it for you guys. Uh, it looks like our guest is here. All right. I ain't going back to, I'm not reading the bio. He already knows who he is. I want to introduce to you all um, our guest for the evening, urban fiction author, V. Cole. <laughs> How you doing this evening? I'm good. How are you? I am quite well. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me this evening. You could have been anywhere, but you're here giving so freely of yourself, so freely of your time, just to chop it up with me and my listening audience, just to tell us all about yourself and a little bit, you know, why you do what it is that you do. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me this evening. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) You are so... So very welcome. I want to just jump right into this. You know, we already took the opportunity to break the ice, you know, before you came on. We've already read your bio, you mm-hmm. know, so they're sitting back and they're waiting to, you know, just hear all about before we get into the juiciness of um, this, this new book that you got out and to tap into this subgenre of urban fiction. We want to just roll back just a little bit and talk about, you know, um, the start you know, when it was that you decided that, hey, I, I wanna I wanna be a writer, you know? When did you first realize that you wanted to be a writer? <clears throat> um, I think I wanted to be a writer maybe when I was like nine or ten, like elementary school, like a long time ago. I wanted to be a writer. So, um I used to read like R. L. Stein, Goosebumps books. And I was just always, like, a creative child, and I just always thought, like, I could write a book. So, you know, as I got older, my short stories turned from, like, short stories to books. And then, like, I want to say in 2018 or, yeah, 2018 was when I really took it seriously and I wrote 
my first three books um, was back in 2018. But I've always wanted to be a writer, like, since I was a kid, so. Hey, what was an early experience um, for you when you learned that, you know, your words and that language really had power? Um, I would definitely say it was it was fairly early. Like, I mean, well, could you um, repeat that question for me? Sure. Um, what was an early experience when you learned that either your words or mm. language had power? Oh yes, yes. Um, say um. It would have had to been. Who I. It would have had to been when I was like. I want to say like thirteen or about fourteen. Like, it was when I really started to really dwell. I think deeper into books, and I started to discover more. Um. Like black lead main characters as books. Like when I was growing up, I was more so being like wasn't too many black authors, so when I got my hands on, like, my first real urban fiction novel and I was reading it, it really started to jog my years of, I could really write something like this if I really put my mind to it, even at that young age. Okay, you you, you just mentioned um, um, black characters and, and urban fiction. Mm-hmm. When it comes to urban fiction, do you feel that it is defined by its subject or the skin color of the author? Um, I think that it is all I think it is defined by the author's skin color. I think I don't think you would be able to get a good urban I think you would get a good urban fiction novel from somebody. Did I lose you? I think we might have lost our guest. I am going to push this black tear. Boss is for just a moment until we have our guests back. All right, get into this right quick. Discount. Speak my name and you'll get a treat to my discount. 
here. If you're just tuning in, you are back live on Indie Fire with your girl, Nikia, and my guest for the so evening, urban fiction author, uh, V. Cole. All is well. I got you back. I got you back. Yeah. Let's get back into yes, this question yes. again. So we were talking about if mm-hmm. you felt that urban fiction was defined by its subject or the skin color of the author. Now, I know that we've had uh, authors on the show who classify themselves as urban fiction authors, but they weren't necessarily, you know, they didn't have an ethnic background at all. And they wrote under the genre of urban fiction. So you're saying that you feel mm-hmm. that the skin color defines the genre of urban fiction. So let's let's yeah. get back into that. Why so? Yeah. I just think more of that experience, I just feel like for me, you know, and maybe I'm just speaking personally for myself, because I grew up, like, in a not-so-nice neighborhood, and, you know, I grew up, you know, like that, you know, I just feel as if, like, I would know it because I was seeing it, I was living it, and I feel like most Black authors, they've either seen it or they've kind of experienced it. So that's why I kind of feel as if that it is almost based off of your skin color. Um, I just feel as if maybe it wouldn't be as good as someone of color, but I'm not saying that people who are not of color can't write an urban fiction novel because they definitely can. I so I'm going to stay right here for just a moment. Um hmm Suppose you have, you know, a white female who who grew up in the same environment that you mm-hmm. did. You know, she could have been your next door neighbor. You all experienced mm-hmm. the same things in life, and she decided, you know, hey, I want to write urban fiction too. Do you think your books will probably sell more than hers simply because she was the white female? And people said, you know, nah, I'm not buying her book. What, what, you know, how can she write that, you know, that experience when looking at her on the outside, mm-hmm. not knowing that she went through the same thing, you know what I'm saying? And not even right. knowing that you got a whole different experience than she does. We're going to talk about that a little later. But you got a different experience than she does. They see you as a black mm-hmm. male. They see her as a white female, but you two are next door neighbors. But now, mm-hmm. do you think you would sell more just because they're looking at her on the outside? Um, honestly, I think maybe it would just because I think you know, especially because most of it's like urban fiction is more of a black audience, and um, I think maybe maybe so, but. Um, but then that's just another thing that I feel is if another barrier that maybe just needs to be broken. I mean, you don't really see too many white urban fiction authors out there. So if there are some, I I, I haven't seen or heard of any, honestly, since I've been in the industry. 
I'm going to drop the name. Mm-hmm. I'll send them your way. <laughs> Dream Wake Works. Yes. They have a few. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. So when you sit down to write a story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you sit down to write a story, um, do you know how it's going to mm-hmm. end? Like, describe your writing I process. Normally, um, I normally, like, have a thought, like, a how I want it to end. Um, but then as I'm writing it, there's always more variables, variables that'll pop in my head. And then (laughs) I'll think about maybe I should alter the ending or do something a little different. But when I sit down, I normally have like a general idea of how I want it to end. But then it's a matter of, is it going to end like how I thought it was going to, or is it going to take, most of the time my books just take life of their own. They kind of just write themselves, and I'm just kind of there typing on their behalf. <laughs> okay. All right, so mm-hmm. how do you think discipline and, and not get distracted? Um, I try to put the writing tool and not get distracted too, and on like in another room, and I write for an hour, because surprisingly, you can actually type and, like, get a lot done in an hour with no distraction, like, just uninterrupted writing time is what I like to call it. So I try to do that at least an hour a day to just get it out, and you can get so much done. So to stay on top of it. So when it comes to writing from the um, the opposite sex point of view, do you find uh, that you have any type of, uh, what do you call it, writer's block? Um, uh, yeah, writer's block when it comes to writing from the opposite, you know, characters, uh, making up the characters or writing from the opposite sex point of view um you know mm. or do you sit down and the words just flow freely what happens you know when you write from the opposite sex point of view mm-hmm. uh, normally uh it does kind of flow like i just think as if, if if i were that person or if i were them how would i feel about it but normally like if there's a character in my mind um I'm thinking as if I'm that character. So I'm thinking about all the motions of how they feel and what they would think and, you know, their personality and how I've described them over the duration of time in the book and, you know, like how they would react to certain things. So it kind of flows freely. When I do get writer's block, though, I do tend to just read a nice book or take some time to read a book or um watch movies or uh, listen to music because that gives me ideas or draws my mind. Or sometimes I'll just take a few days off and let the ideas kind of just come to me and then get back on it because then I'll have, you know, more inspiration to work with. All right, so I want to talk about um, Closet Freak Part 1. Mm-hmm. 
What was the most surprising discovery for you in the creative process for writing this book? Um, I think the most creative discovery, I think, for me was writing third person, um, writing from the, the characters' perspective, um, all three of them, and telling a story from all three of their perspectives. And that was I had never done before, and it was something that I really didn't think I could do. So when I discovered that I could do it and it actually flowed well and it made sense, that was something that actually really surprised me. So I think that was the thing that I was, you know, most surprised about and just happy I was able to overcome. I'm sitting here like, wow. Um one character is self is a, a kudos, mm-hmm. but three characters, third person perspective is yeah, that's major. Um, now for those who may not even know what I'm talking about, um, now you have a collaboration that came out after Closet Creek, correct? Yes. All right. So for those, yes. um, this is the cold latest book, but he has a collaboration that came out after. But for those who don't even know what I'm talking about, you know, give them a synopsis of Closet Freak, part one. Yes, Closet Freak, part one um, is basically a story about a woman named Kiana who is engaged to her fiancé named Tyrese, and they are to get married in the next couple of months. And Kiana has a gay best friend named Tony who is flamboyantly gay and feminine. And Tyrese cannot find Tony and he does not like him at all. And um, this brings the two of them together and kind of makes their bromance into a romance. And that's pretty much closet for in that series. Ooh. All right. So now now in your bio it states that you wanted to create something that was more to heart. Mhm. You wanted to um write books that discuss the black gay experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of a topic, of, like a subgenre under urban fiction that I've seen authors touch upon it, you know, very briefly. You know, you, of course you see it more in the media. Um, you don't read about it mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, if you do read about it, it's because they've done their re and I talked about this before you came on. They've done their research, you know. They've um, mm-hmm. or they've seen it in media, so they've gathered their materials. Again, they've done their research, um, but they don't know from firsthand experience. So, what you write about, um, you're you writing from firsthand experience. I'm assuming. Yeah. All right. So this, and this is something that. When I have my my uh, music artist on the show, we find it so much more 
it's so much more uh, believable. It's so much more relatable. Your listening audience, I think they appreciate you more. And I'm I'm speaking from the music artist point of view, but they appreciate you more. Mm-hmm. They can relate to it more when the music artist writes from a place where, you know, um, fans, their followers, they just can relate to. They've experienced that. They know that this music artist is really talking about something that's genuine. You know, it's true. They're not making shit up. They they know, you know, of what they're talking about. And so I feel the same way with with authors. You know, when your reader can actually be like, ah, you know what? I know what they're talking about because I've been through that. You know what I'm saying? I can relate to that because I've I've lived that. And so when you're actually writing from personal experiences, you know, again, it I believe mm-hmm. it touches people. They can relate to that so much more. So as a, a black man, you know, living in um, 20, it's 2021 now, but 2021, um, gay America, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about, you know, the things that you go through and how you have put that on uh, paper. And how mm-hmm. that's really, you know, how it's really, how has your, um, has, how has your reading audience, have they been receptive to mm-hmm. this type of novel? Everybody is their own type of closet freak. But now that you've mm-hmm. uh, introduced them to the gay experience, have they been, recept- you know, receptive of um, this type of, and I'm not just talking about, yeah. you know, your inner circle. I'm talking about your reading audience, have they been receptive to this type of novel? Yes, I've had people that I don't even know that, you know, wrote on reviews on Amazon, leaving great reviews, saying how good the book was. And they were looking forward to that, you know, kind of, experience from me because they knew that it was coming because I was mm-hmm, promoting mm-hmm. like the synopsis like crazy. But mm-hmm. I just I've been getting like a very nice receptive response from readers and like the the topics and the subjects that I've touched on in Closet Freaks is just like the tip of the iceberg of the books of a book of what's to come from me. This is just like one part of what the gay experience is like, but there's like several other stories that can be told that I didn't even haven't even touched yet. So, yes, <laughs> they've been receptive, and it's been really. I'm very happy that I touched it. How so I you found your niche previously. You found your niche. Mhm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So uh, what do you do when you get the bad and the negative reviews? Or have you gotten any? I've definitely, like, seen some, like, even when my first, and, like, you know, people would leave reviews and tell me, not necessarily saying the story was awful, but just even constructive criticism, saying there was unnecessary dialogue or I was talking about the same thing. So I just always take into account the what is being said. Now, I haven't gotten, like, a horrible, awful, nasty review yet, but 
Um, I do try to take into account, you know, to where everyone is saying, like, even when I get it back from the editors and they're telling me something is wrong with it, I just always try to take that into account when I'm working on the next book that I'm working on and always take those notes. That was my girl Sidrina with the Black Butterfly. I had to play a little bit of that. Thank you for checking on me last night, love. If you're just tuning in, you're live right here on Indie Fire with our urban fiction author, V. Cole. I think we might have lost him again. <laughs> um, I'm going to hang on for just a moment. I don't know. Maybe the music kind of threw him. I, I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but we're talking to him about, you know, and just um, um, the subgenre of urban LGBTQ plus, um, and how you know he has decided to create something that is more to heart. And he's discussing you know the black gay experience in his novels and how you know his his reading audience has been so receptive to him in his latest novel. Uh, closet freak part one so i really want to talk about part two um if we can get him back on the line um we lost him not sure what has happened see if we can get him back in the meantime let me see let me see what else i got for you um this Saturday, again, make sure that you tune in 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the annual Anti-Valentine's Day show hosted by yours truly and my girl Susie P. Newton uh, from Saved and Sexy Radio is co-hosting. We got some new music from uh, Janelle. Yeah, Janelle. Uh, her manager just sent it to me last night. Last night, it's got to be mixed and mastered. It's got to get got to get one more something else. It's got to get done to it, but it's going to be ready Friday, so it will debut on Saturday. Yes, our girl uh, Jordan Pauline. You might have seen her on America's Next Top Model on um, something else. She's been on Loving Hip Hop and and ant farm and something else and something else yeah she's got a brand new track entitled uh, nasty that just dropped yesterday yes shout out to her management victor jackson for getting that to us uh, my boy g torres out of north carolina yes he got a brand new track that dropped yesterday um so yeah we have that chanel j wilson 
out of uh, Vegas. So I want to say, Cali, one of those. Uh, she got a brand new track that dropped last week. Yeah, we got that. My boy, uh, Joe Mula, the plug. Not really sure where he's from, but he got a banger. Yeah, we got that as well. Uh, Zakaya, yeah, out of Philly. Brand new track that's dropping on her birthday, Valentine's Day. We dropping it on Saturday. It's called Vibe With Me. Vibe With Me. I, wa- I want to say it's called Vibe With Me. I got this track last month. I actually got her entire EP <laughs> um, last month. It hasn't been mixed and mastered. None of that. I got it first. And, um, you know, because I've been dealing with the Kai since she was a little girl. And I should be 21 on Valentine's Day. And, uh, you know, her, her manager always sends me her music, some really critique. And um, I was pretty rough. I was pretty rough on this on this EP. Um, but Vibe With Me was my favorite. And they're releasing this one first. And so, yeah, we're going we gonna to drop it Saturday. So I'm super excited. For the anti-Valentine's Day show, make sure that you tune in at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday the 13th. I don't think we're going to get our guests back this evening. I don't know, guys. Maybe we have some technical difficulties. I don't know. I'm going to give them about two more minutes. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens. All right? We'll get into this. Uh, let's see. What do you want to hear? What you want to hear? Get into this Marquise with this woe. He was on uh, our birthday show, or my birthday show, I should say. Um, yeah, well, hopefully we're, we're going to have him on the show in in April. Because you know March is Women's History Month, right? And so for the month of March, we, we do our series, Quest of a Woman. And we, um, we interview women who are doing phenomenal things in the music and entertainment and art industries. Uh, so in April, we bring back everyone else. <laughs> All right, so hopefully we can get Marquis here in the month of April. But this right here is Whoa. 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 <laughs> My baby look good, you bitch look bad, you look in the mirror like whoa. whoa. They talk about me, they talk about her, you think that we can, we don't. No. Don't pay no bills around this bitch, ain't losing sleep, I won't. Cause I'm the greatest in the fucking world. Old lady clutch your pearls, about to snap. Fuck that ride, niggas ride on the bus when the bus at me. Hold shit down, so I send back three. Headshot, tell a red dot. Calculated cause the feds watch. Niggas be swearing ain't no shit. Bitches be scoliosis. Absorb my vibe, nurture your ear, they call it my flow osmosis. I'm playing your mind like locusts, focus, wake up and smelling roses. Cause niggas out here do whole shit. Watch your back, they will attack. Keep my enemies closest. Got nerve trying to question me. No, you can hear this flow, bitch. I'm killing the game like whoa. whoa. Chasing the fame like whoa. whoa. Lot my haters in the row. They hit them like tic tac toe. One line that come to mind, you niggas. Can't stop my flow. No. First stop on the wall path. You know I got plenty more. Mo. Whoa there, whoa. Whoa there, whoa. Whoa there, whoa. Whoa. Whoa there, whoa. Whoa. Whoa there, whoa. Whoa there, whoa. Whoa. Whoa there, whoa. Whoa. Whoa there, whoa. Whoa. Blue check when you verify. Being real make you solid. Straight out the mud, looking for plugs. Fill it back, bobbing socket. Drop it low. Pop 
up and mash it, pull a string, tuck them strings and lock it. Everybody got a hustle, I ain't trying to knock it. But if you getting out of one, I'm quick to switch the pocket. Killing you all for profit, name on the docket. I ain't hear shit you say, so stop it. Hit my haters pocket, ragging about that time, so I take target. Clocking everything I do, hearing everything I say. So when I wink it at my face, it's just one thing left to say. I'm killing a game like, whoa. whoa. Chasing the fame like, whoa. whoa. Lot my haters in a row. Whoa. They hit them like tic-tac-toe. One line that kind of mind, you niggas can't stop my flow. No. First stop on the wall path, you know I got plenty more. more. Whoa there, whoa. Hey, I hope you like that. That was uh, Marquise with, whoa, if you're just tuning in, you are live right here on Indie Fire with the girl, Nakia. I think we lost our guest for the night. Not sure what happened. Not really sure. <laughs> yeah, not sure. Okay, moving on. Uh, yeah, guys, make sure that you're right back here on Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Anti-Valentine's Day show then again on Monday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with our boy Nels, the artist out of Cali by way of New York. Yeah. Then on Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the melodic rock trio from Sweden. Thank you for those prompts. <laughs> yes, Presta will be back with us on Tuesday, the 16th, Sweden. That's going to be the 17th at 12.30 a.m., all right? And then on Thursday, the 18th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Billboard chart-topping rock and roll heavy metal band, Hydrogen, will be here with us. You, You excited? I'm excited. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to them. Then on, I don't know if it's the 18th or the 19th. It's one of them. It's one of them days. It's like National Wine Day, guys. It's gotta be the 19th. It's gotta be the 19th. So we might, we might have a little show. We might sit on the couch and have a little show, you know, like we did last year. Talk about the wines and break down, you know, the different wines. And then you know how I feel when it comes to wine, right? We might do that for you guys again. Get the bottles. You ain't got nothing else to do. You on lockdown. You know, so what else you got to do? <laughs> what else you got to do? All right? <laughs> so if you can't make them all, please, please, please do not miss them all. It's been fun, guys, but I got to run. <laughs> I'm going to leave you with our Black History Month song. <laughs> this is Black Lives Matter, the freestyle by our bronze beauty, brown skin, Quinn. You guys have a good night. Mommy, it is true what you taught me. People fear what they don't understand. And they hate what they can't conquer. Black lives matter, all glass shatters. But I'm built like a brick house and climbing a ladder of success. Putting all my head to rest. I like to stay to myself so that I can stress less. See, I'm strong like the rock mentally, but I got muscles. I speak to Dr. Sebi and Nipsey, so I hustle. I got two kids to feed. You know I love you. I'm and my babies, my babies, that's why I bubble. The world's filled with trouble. My guns say cops, I'm cold. So when it's beef, I ain't calling.
mama Spit hotter than lava I'm the Bronx bully And I fuck the key to your locker Emancipation proclamation I'm fighting Satan You call it truth I call it lies Government dedication To teaching self-hate and segregation Systematic racism Books filled with false education <laughs> 